the ultimate deck podcast need a show about outdoor living this is where it's at with your host shane chapman and way Laurent. thank you for tuning in now let the show begin yeah, yeah the ultimate deck podcast let's go we're back like how many t- <laughs> how many times can we make a comeback episode where it's like Hey! If you take six months in between, it's been a while. So <laughs> hey, we're back again. Shane and Wade here from the Ultimate Deck Podcast. I don't know what episode number it is. We're just winging it today. I don't care anymore because we haven't been doing this reliably enough to be counting along anyway. And the system that we had for counting was all messed up, anyways. It was like we had sponsored ones, and we had not sponsored ones, and we had we had like that Scott Kelly episode. That guy went on and on and on, and that it was, was like, like a he turned six part series. Three. It was like a mini series that we had. So. Anyways. Yeah, so we're not going to bother with that anymore. If you want to know, just look it up. Like it says on your Apple podcast app right there. So Maybe we should just name them instead. Speaking of Scott Kelly, <laughs> are you there, Scott? I am here. Welcome yeah. back. It's been a minute. It's been too long. Too long. I don't know when we recorded that one, but it feels like at least 116 episodes ago, like a yeah. year ago or something. A little bit. Of, no, probably. It's a over a year ago. ago yeah. I should have looked it up. Over a year ago. It was one of the greats, though. It was one of the most well listened to. I just realized, like, after we started this, that our uh, our guy that's helping out here can't hear you. You're part of the conversation here. He's like, I'll uh, sit in today and see how this goes. And it's like he gets to hear two out of three voices today. Like, unless you can find some headphones, Vorfa, and then we can plug you in. Uh, Scott, how you been? There you go. What's going on down there in Colorado? Oh, you know, it's been hot like everywhere else. You guys, do you have any forest fires going on down there? Is that like a thing right now? No, we actually, I I shouldn't complain too much. We actually had, we set some records for rain this year. So that's good. It's been, it's been nice to not have, you know, half the state on fire apparently what we let you guys take over that role this year boy did we ever yeah i would say that probably a third of canada is on fire right now so politically not like the trees are fine (laughs) the trees are all fine politically we're burning (laughs) to the ground right now (laughs) like yeah but i i I should step back because if we just jump in and be like oh everybody knows who scott is but Maybe not everybody does know who Scott is, considering most of our audience has probably moved on to bigger and better podcasts by now. Uh, we may have like a whole one, audience. Like ones that actually put stuff out. Record and that, like, put stuff out, yeah. So, Scott, give us a quick intro on yeah. who you are, what you do, and then we'll get back to shooting the shit. All right, cool. So, yeah, Scott Kelly. I'm in Golden, Colorado. Uh, 15-year deck builder, seven years a steel framing, sort of how I carved out my niche. And, uh, yeah, I've been real lucky to befriend you guys and guys across the country because of that. And, you know, that's sort of the condensed version. Okay. And so, well, I don't know if I want to go there quite yet. Wade, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it was like the, the podcast that we had before, we had had Scott on, and it was basically when we started to really – like dive into ex- explore stock steel framing and we were trying to you know kind of grow that market in Canada and and Scott is like like one of the most knowledgeable guys you don't have to think too hard he's got a name you know that says it all the godfather <laughs> yeah. of steel we, had, we somehow pegged him as the godfather of steel <laughs> during that podcast but um Regardless, Scott's worked with multiple systems and that's why it was really good to have him on the podcast because he was able to speak 
like knowledgeably about multiple systems. He could talk about, you know, C-channel framing as well as uh, what used to be Trex Evolution, Elevation, Trex Elevation is now, and then is now stronger than steel, right? Is that what he's called it? Newcastle Steel. Newcastle, Newcastle Steel, steel? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then Fortress's system as well. So it was really good to be able to get your perspective on that. And then we were basically just trying to educate and let people know, you know, these these are the products that are out in the market. Here's how they work. And Scott basically went on a two and a half hour soliloquy while you and I <laughs> took notes. <laughs> took notes. <Yeah. laughs> Hadn't had a hand cramp since college. <laughs> it was a little, a little. all back that day. Yeah, soliloquy, man. That word doesn't get used often enough. No, I was listening to some uh, some Hamlet the other night, so that's not true. Ah. <laughs> so, I, not that I want to turn Thanks, this into dude. another uh, another one of those that we did before. No, but, I don't want to. But like, it's been a couple of years. Has nope. has your opinion on steel framing changed? Have we learned anything in the last two years? Like, I think I know what the answer is, but for those who don't, you've doubled down. Like, you're all steel all the time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, no, I mean, my opinion definitely hasn't changed. I think, um, I think the, the popularity is definitely growing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, there's getting, there's some real traction finally taking hold. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, whether it's, whether it's going to be steel, whether it's going to be aluminum, whether it's going to be, this composite lumber like there's just there's there's been a whole lot of problems the last couple of years especially you know post-covid with the rush to get out treated lumber but you know I'm talking to somebody every day it seems like about making a switch so yeah and I I was gonna ask that and you you went there anyway are you a pro steel guy or are you an anti-wood guy like are you are you in with steel for the long haul, or are you open to using alternative framing options, just not treated lumber? And uh, to expand um, on that, what's your opinion <laughs> on the other systems that are out there? Uh, I would say I am both. I'm I am definitely anti-treated lumber. Just don't. It's it's a. I guess the way I would put it is it's just, it's an antiquated technology, you know, like it just, the trees ain't ever going to get better at this point. And it doesn't matter what you pump them full of. <laughs> they're just like, they're just cutting them down too fast. Right. Like it's all fast growth stuff. Yeah. So the rings are too wide and that, and the material rots out right. faster I'm, than it ever did. And so do you think we could feed the trees yeah. the same thing we feed chickens <laughs> to get them to grow up a little faster and plump up and, Right. I mean, that's what they're already doing, you know. Human growth steroids, <laughs> growth hormones, HGH, yeah. right? So what do you think of like, so yep. obviously the aluminum's out there and aluminum's, aluminum's not new. There's been a variety of systems over the years that have never really gained a lot of traction, but they hang around. But now that TimberTech's in the aluminum game, like that's a big brand and a lot of money behind that push. So um, aluminum, yeah. and then you've got the, obviously you've got more money and more marketing in the Owens Corning uh, corner with the composite lumber, structural composite lumber that they're talking about here. So what's what's your opinion? We know how you feel about steel, but what's your opinion on these other uh, alternatives that are coming out? I think any, I think any of them is going to be an upgrade from wood, right? <laughs> yeah. 
And, uh, you know, I think there's a, I'm, there's going to be, a, I think there's room, there's a place for everything. You know, like I, I love steel and obviously that's kind of my thing, but I don't, I don't live in, I don't live next to salt water. So, right. you know, there's, there's certainly guys and markets that want a better option than treated lumber, but they have different corrosion factors. So, right. Yeah. hundred percent. You're in Florida. Yeah. Like if you're down in Florida, the idea of working with Owens composite framing is like, that's a way better option than working with steel. Well, that was that's where it was born, right? Correct. Yeah, was born there because out of the necessity yeah. for that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, you, you'd argue that wood is really bad and deteriorates super fast. But I guess if you put steel right beside salt water, it it also doesn't take very long. Wears out. Sure. Deteriorates away, right? So. I mean, I guess I guess it would depend on you know. Obviously, it it would depend on the maintenance, but then you're into a maintenance problem. Yeah. So. And I don't even know. like shaving, so I'm for sure not taking care of my deck that way. <laughs> Right. So. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly, you can't say that steel doesn't serve a place next to salt water because, you know, Golden Gate Bridge and all that stuff, or, you know, those Ships. things are still made out of steel. Oh, yeah, that little Right. Thing. That's about as close to salt water as you can <laughs> yeah. get. The, so. the boats. The <laughs> Titanic. Wait, bad example. <laughs> right. Uh, is there such, this is like on this, like different thought, same, but because of this conversation we're having, is there such thing, and if anybody knows the answer, it's you, as like a sacrificial rod for steel framing that you could, like, if you were in salt water, that you could do something where, well, probably not, because it's still going to, mm-hmm. salt spray, there is? There's, there's well, there's, there's a, it involves, it, it involves, like, chemistry and some, a little bit of it. You have to understand electrons, but yeah, there's, there's ways to create, um, a sacrificial metal for the steel. Uh, like the, the, the most basic example I could give you is like the, the helical pure company out here. And well, up there too, cause techno metal post is up there, yeah. but techno metal post, they they have an option where you can put a magnesium ring on the shaft of the, of the pier right by the helix. Oh, really? And because of the, uh-huh, because of the dissimilar metals, um, the magnesium ring acts as the super, or not superficial, it acts as the sacrificial metal yeah. first. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's and fantastic. then there's a, like I'm there's a like- thing to, like imagine um, if you're like your sway bracing on the bottom of your deck could all just be sacrificial metal. So it's like, that's easy to get to and replace later as it starts to corrode out. I don't know. Yeah. Just spitballing here. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's some, there's, there's something else too with, um, actually Mike Holmes. I, I remember Mike Holmes did something with it like a few years back where they had, he had a, de- they had a deck with, I want to say it was like steel planking, but there was, oh, yeah. there was a little, there was a system there where you could, it had like what you're talking about. There was like this sacrificial rod or plate or something that they would attach. And then you could actually, all the, all the corrosion would go to that. And you would actually, you could actually switch that 
played a rod out like every few years if you needed mm. to. Interesting. Yeah. And that was apparently something that they they took from the automotive industry. Right. I mean, the only Achilles heel to like the Fortress system is if that coating gets scratched, right? If we're if we get through the powder coating, powder coating, then we're that's where the trouble starts. So assuming that you properly sprayed and paid attention to everything, it should be like they still warranty it at Saltwater, just at ten years instead of twenty five, right? Right. But I wonder if right. like if you were diligent on maintaining it, you get a nick or a scratch, you coat it again, then good to go. Like it should last a lot longer. So anyway, right. Okay, I wrote right. down. I wrote down a few things, and so each week, uh, oh yeah, each week, Shane and I, each week we don't record this. No, no, no. <laughs> each week we are good about having a, a leadership meetings, and in those leadership meetings, oh, I see. we have a segue. A segue is okay. one good thing that happened in your business since the last time we talked to you, and one good thing that has happened to you personally since the last time we talked to you. And don't pick me because mm. I talked to you two days ago. Pick like when the last time you talked last, to Shane. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the last time? Like personal conversation or so last So it could be like, whatever. Last... Let's go Let's go within like the last month. What's the, like, like something, something like, great? Like public record here. <laughs> this is public record. Yeah. And like if you want to tell that story, you go ahead and tell it, man. Don't say anything you don't want right? 17 people to hear. Yeah. <laughs> 17 people exactly. in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> and I could That's three funny. of them are in this room. I'll right name now. them for you. <laughs> Levi will know. <laughs> Haney will know. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So. Right. Right. Well, yeah, that's funny. Uh, personally, um, man, lots of good stuff. But um, I guess top of mind, uh, down. Dropped like 18 pounds since April. Wow. Oh, wow. Good so for you. So that's been good. Yeah. Intentionally? Like so. you were trying, you were, you've been living a better life? Living a better life, or, yeah. Or you were sick. Yeah. <laughs> Got COVID yeah. and lost 18 pounds. So no. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good for well, you. Well, you know, good. just a little, little, little simple stuff, you know, trying to, uh, Keep track of the diet a little bit more, you know. Our boy, uh, our boy Scott Sheffield over at Fortress is pretty inspiring. I mean, he's dropped like seventy or something. Isn't like that, that crazy? So, right? He's dropped you know, so much he had to remove a T from his name, like to like. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, uh, uh, he's yeah. Like, I, I remember, like at one point, like I was kind of jabbing him the one time because like his. Uh, his Instagram stories were nothing but pictures of gym equipment. I remember talking one time. Yep. I was like, so do you ever actually use that shit or you just take pictures and leave? <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw him again a few months later. I was like, wow, dude, there's like, where's the rest of you? So yeah. I was like, he must use it. Yeah, I he guess. lost yeah. a lot of weight. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, gotta, gotta keep up with the pack or something like that. So, yep. Okay. Um, so you lost then, you the know, weight. The kids, the the kid's healthy, starting third grade, uh, so that's a win. Yeah. we uh, excited about that. Said he had his, last week was his first week. He said that was his uh, best first week ever, you know. Wow. Not super deep into it, but yeah, he's super excited and having fun, so. You guys you know, go back to school early, hey? Like They're in school that, yeah. now, like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. where do you go, like, middle of August? Yeah. 
Yeah, this is this is his second week. So yeah, so even a little bit earlier. Yep. Yeah, we don't go back till like yeah. end of August essentially. So we're a little bit we're a little bit behind up here, as we usually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And what about business? Yeah. So that's a couple so, of good things. Good personal. What's going on in the business lately? Um, yeah, businesses. Uh, business for the most part is good. Um, you know, still staying busy, not as busy as I would like, but you know, I'm not. I'm not going to starve to death. <laughs> well, now that you don't eat as much, it's much easier. Sounds like right. Are, right? That, that, that is much. That is much easier. Um, <laughs> Just rice cakes yeah, all the time. Um, yeah, um, I would say both the business and personal win. It's a little over a month, but I got to finally got to do an article for Dex Fleshless, so that was yeah, buddy. super cool. Nice, good for you. So, yeah, awesome. Things are things are well on all fronts. I think. Okay. Um, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> Here we go. I uh, I think it. I, I I would say that it's it, it's impossible to discount the possibility, right? Especially now, I um I don't know who I was listening to. It just came across on social media somehow. But some lady who's like, like I don't know what she does, but she's like an astrologist or not a, like a person who's about the stars. Yeah, about like knows all this shit. Astrolog. She's like it's it's a. Uh, it's incomprehensible to think that there isn't something else out there. And she's like, here's a great analogy for you. If you were to compare the, uh, like space where we don't, where it's potentially infinite. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we don't, you can't even, you can't see where the edges are. This analogy falls apart there if it actually is infinite, but from what we know of it, like from how big we think it is, if we were to compare that to the ocean, we have explored and we can see about one cup of water out of the oceans and that's how much we have we, we've seen we've explored right. so the, so for us to say like no life can't exist anywhere else is the equivalent of us taking a scoop of water out of the ocean be like no fish in there guess there's no fish anywhere out there <laughs> it's like ignore, right. ignoring that that there's just like a trillion species of things in there that we've never we haven't even discovered it in our own oceans let alone right exactly what's in space so, amazon like in the Amazon, yeah, you know what I mean. There's so much of the Earth that we all that we don't know about yeah. already. Yeah, um, yeah. I listened, like I've been on a Joe Rogan podcast kick. You've been on a Joe Rogan podcast kick. Okay, <laughs> he hasn't called me yet. How'd it go? But I'm like, I got to be close to one of his top <laughs> like listeners like, right now. You're getting like yeah. further and further <laughs> down the spectrum, and of- I like with them. I'm like, I like this. So he's got to be noticing that me. Who is this Wade J. Jay Laurent guy? <laughs> Why does he have him on I here? should call him. <laughs> uh, so anyways, he, over the last month, has had a few people on that were like ex-CIA and like ex-Secret Service guys. And they're like, um, we can tell you that there is biological matter stored in buildings, but that's about all we can tell you. And it's like, well, that, like that alone. And... Area 51, why, like, why is that guarded so well? Why is it that you get shot if you cross the fence? There's some stuff in there that, that they don't want to share. Yeah. So. Pretty much. Anyways, okay, good. Oh, we can continue to be friends. Yeah, I don't know. I believe that. Any, so. uh, any more left field 
Yeah, just one. Borrowed. I just got one left. Okay. Left fielder. Let's hear it. Do you think that the cocaine in the White House was Hunter's or Joe's? <laughs> I, I got to go Hunter there. <laughs> and do you think that is like, do you think that I'm it's pretty, plausible? I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Joe can't. Uh, I'm pretty sure Joe taking a big old sniff, that would do him in. <laughs> you, yeah, there's no way his heart can handle any sort of We should get some regulars. Right. Get some in front of him. Right. Um, maybe just perk him up know, a little bit so he doesn't fall off his bike. Right. <laughs> I mean, if, they, should, they should probably share a little bit with Mitch McConnell after his little shutdown a while back. What that dude needs to pick me up. Unbelievable. What an unbelievable event that was. Have you seen this, Shane? No. So this is a, he's a senator, right? Scott? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he's a senator and he's standing at a mic. Maybe Scott actually just had a Mitch McConnell event right there. <laughs> so he was like, he was delivering a speech and then in the middle of it, he stopped and, and then just stood there and actually had like a minor stroke on camera. It was like his face was twitching yeah. and his eyes were twitching and he just stood there and like, he didn't talk. He didn't do anything. And he like was in front of the microphone at the ripe old age of whatever he is, 82 years old, 80 something. Yeah. Mid eighties. And he had a, and he had a stroke. And so his handler came over and like kind of grabbed him by the shoulders and they walked him off stage. was like, uh, yeah, no, all good here. He just forgot his lines. Uh, no, (laughs) no, no, no. We can't have people leading the country that are like having strokes. Well, like while delivering a speech, like he shouldn't, there's no way he's healthy enough to be doing what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, it was it's yeah. wild. Yeah, I just can't believe that there isn't some footage in the White House of whose cocaine that is. It's funny how the cameras are always not working when you need them, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's so many instances where it's like, well, just yeah. look at the security camera. It's one of the most secure buildings in the world. Yeah, they, ah, shoot. Yeah, we Looks didn't. Looks like they were all paused. Yeah. Oh, we don't know whose it is. Right. right. Anyways, we just swept it under the rug. Yeah. So they can get it later. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Do you have another one? Wild. No, that well, was... Uh, you, you know, the, the guy the guy that was running the cameras for Epstein got a new job at the White House that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, hey? He, uh, he was moonlighting. Yeah. Well, wait, I do. Have, I did have one more. An ethical question. And I've stolen this one from Sean's podcast, The Happy Working. Hard this working, is, happy uh, hour. We got to take oh. a commercial break. We'll be right back to the <laughs> ultimate conspiracy <laughs> podcast here. <that> no, this <laughs> one isn't a conspiracy. Okay. This is just right around ethics. And it's like, what kind of person are you? And so you and I were chatting uh, just on Monday night. I was driving back from Saskatoon. I give you a call. We we're chatting. And we were talking about how the right thing to do is to give benefits to your employees to try and retain them because people are important. And it's like, we were talking about like just being a good person. Uh, if you received change at a grocery store and they gave you too much money back, would you give it back to the store? Yeah. Yes, you would. I would. What if it was a hundred dollars? Well, I mean, still give it back. Okay. I feel like the more it is, the more compelled you would be to give it back. Yeah. If they gave you an extra quarter, you're like, well, whatever. It's a quarter. Right. If it's a, yeah, if it's a I mean, honestly, like Home, Home, so, D, like Home Depot, it's, 
I'm I'm oh, no. constantly telling the cashiers like you guys missed that. No, like no. you if didn't ring home, that up. I changed my answer. If it's Home Depot, I'm taking everything. Yeah. Like they get <laughs> corporate, like a yeah. big corporate store. Down with the box stores. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. Only Am I supposed to be answering this too? Yeah. Is this a round table? Go ahead and answer it. I would give the money back, yeah. Like I've been in the opposite situation where I've been shorted and not said anything. That's how much I'm just going to keep my mouth shut no. or do the right thing. So I was doing the right thing. That's the wrong thing. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's dumb. Don't do that. Like if it was, again, if it was a hundred bucks, I'm sure I'm going to say something, but yeah, if it's like, if it's supposed to be six seventy five back and they, they, they give miss, you a dollar 75, they, they give me five seventy five. I'm like, I'm like, I'm probably not going to raise a stink about the buck. Huh. Walmart needs it more. Yeah. <laughs> right? the, Wal- the Walton family is struggling. Yeah. Struggling. There's only like 17 millionaires in that family off the one business. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is there more to this? Well, that, no. Yeah, that's the but that's the thing is that you know it's part of me is like yeah it's just a big corporate machine and they can afford it but the the cashier is the one who gets fired so it's like but they can't they can't absorb the hit. Yeah, like at the end of the day, it's well, I guess you make the right decision. That's more how I that's how more I look at it. I guess. Boy, oh boy, I don't know that I want to go down this rabbit hole, but I'm going to. Um, so here's the thing that kind of, it's similar about ethics in retail, we'll call it. Similar conversation is Costco and their incredible return policy where they'll take like freaking anything back. And yes, up here, yeah. I'm sure these pages are everywhere, but the, the Costco Facebook page in our city Region. is like, incredibly active there's like i don't know 40 or fifty thousand people in it and it's just like it's got an ecosystem of its own when somebody posts something he's like this was really good at costco all of a sudden there's a rush and costco sells out immediately like it's like the super active group yeah and every once in a while in that group people pop up and be like somebody will be like well i bought some whatever what should i do and everybody's just like just return it they'll take anything back which is all good and stuff but like sometimes people come in there and it's just the dumbest shit it's like Oh, I bought a patio set four years ago and we've used it, but we don't really like it anymore. And we're thinking about getting a new one. Should I just return it? And, so, and some people were like, just return it. They'll take it back. And I like that. You're a dickhead at that point. You just, you're yeah. a dickhead. If you're, if you're suggesting that's what people should do or you're doing it, you're a dickhead. Yeah. And, and same as people who are like, Oh, I bought this, whatever pack of pizza pops and ate 20 of them. But, the last I don't four think we're are gonna, no like, good. Yeah, like then the other ones are kind of freezer burn or something. Then they, the people are going to return. Like, like you're an asshole. Yeah. I don't I don't care. And, and right. anytime if I've ever spoke up or somebody speaks up and is like, like, don't abuse it. You, They are super lenient with the return policy. Be appreciative of that. Don't abuse it or it'll go away. Yeah. I actually and think the phrase is different than what you just said there. What's that? I think it's a, if you abuse it, you will lose it, I believe. What did, what did I say? If you abuse it, it'll go away. <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. I'm usually a pretty good rhymer. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, right. inevitably... That's when another short-sighted example, though, right? Yeah. But inevitably, somebody will jump in and be like, oh, and they're on, like, some." so somebody will be like, I'm going to do this, and it's a shitty move, and somebody will call them out on it, and then somebody else will come in and be like, oh, yeah, I feel sorry for big corporate Costco, can't afford these returns. It's like, that's, you don't understand the point. So for somebody else that's in retail, that precedent that a big corporation like that can set as far as return policies goes bleeds into every other business. Yes. 
So now people start to expect, Correct. well, shit, the ultimate deck shop or Joanne's grocery store in the corner, well, they should take a back a, bro- a thing of broccoli that was three months old that finally went moldy. Like, they should take it back too. Costco would. That's why it's a dangerous precedent to set. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I don't care about Costco's $14. That's not the point. The point is they've trained consumers to think that it's okay to be an asshole to the retailer. Yep. And that, Correct. you want to be an asshole to Costco? Fine. They're not hurting. But the problem is people don't like leave that at the door. They then take that same expectation and have it at every business they shop at. Yes. So anyways, that's my rant. I won't Correct. go further. Yeah. Um, well, so that, the other thing with that too is that it's short-sighted in that Costco or whoever else is going to have that return like that lost revenue is going to be built into their pricing. So the right. more people that are returning it, like all your, yeah, like, Oh, you're not punishing Costco. You're, you end up punishing everybody else because the prices go up to make up for, for your stupid returns. Right. So. And my understanding is Costco doesn't have to build it in the price. The vendor gets nailed with that. Costco has so much power because of their obvious distribution yeah. that sure. when, when you return, something six years later that doesn't Costco doesn't eat that $800 on your blender or whatever you did. They just get a credit back from the vendor. So most, most mm. vendors selling within a Costco are probably fairly well established to begin with, but yeah. many are not many are upstarts with just a good product. Yeah. They're the ones getting nailed. It's not Costco's $600 yeah. billion company gets nailed. It's Tammy's family who came up with a cool idea and managed to get into Costco and she takes the hit because Costco's like, we don't pay for defective things. And it's like, and our return policy is like anytime, anywhere. You're like, yep. oh, shit, but I got to gotta do it. It's Costco. Yeah. So yeah, you're not hurting Costco in any right. scenario. <laughs> so themselves covered. this, uh, this actually brings up a thought like, uh, it triggers the story that happened to Levi yesterday. So did you see this? In the post, he had a post I in did. the yeah, yeah. elite deck builder. So Way he, to bring this back home. He accidentally left a zero off of, off of a quote that he delivered. So it was a $2,500 quote, not a $25,000 quote. Yeah. Oops. Tears the deck off. Where's the button for that? Might not. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> uh, tears the deck off the house and... And then realizes his mistake and goes back to the customer. Oh, wait, he took, like that, the, the job gone. start. Oh, the, the homeowners took the no, deck off. No, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, He had said the homeowners had, had done the demo themselves. Yeah. But it was when he like finalized contract and went to get the 50% deposit that he realized. <laughs> He'd already taken like an initial like booking deposit or something. He took like a thousand dollars or something, right? Yeah. To, and then yeah. went to go get the other 50% and was like, oh. Oh, I already have 50%. <laughs> yeah. I already have it all. <laughs> right. Shoot. This is going to be hard. I can't afford the hangers with what I have. Yeah. So anyways, uh, did you, uh, yeah, you obviously read it. And then did you open up and read through the comments? I didn't read a lot of the comments. Saw a couple early on. You only need to read two. Every single comment in there, there's 50 or whatever. They're all the same. It's all of us being like, that homeowner is a dipshit. There's no way that they think they were getting a deck for $2,500. They can't. It's not possible. And they... And they actually shouldn't even hold Levi to that. So everybody in the thread was like, uh, give them all their money back, offer to let them get some more bids, and then you can bid on the job, and either you get it or you don't get it. Some were saying, uh, 
tell them to go get a couple more bids and then do it for the lowest bid that they get. Levi offered to do it for 18. He took a seven. He like right off the bat offered to take a $7,000 hit. And the homeowners are like, are, are they being shitty about it? <sighs> are they like understanding? From the way that I read it, it sounded like they were not impressed. And it sounds like they were kind of leaning towards the $18,000. But everybody else in the group was like, don't do that to yourself. Don't lose that much money. They're getting the final product. Give them their money back. And either they'll work with you because they want to work with you or make them find someone else. That's a tough one. You'd have to think at some point another number was thrown out there at some point, right? It wasn't like we want to like build a deck. It's like okay, look, deck looks good, and then and then a price is like no. I don't know. No, nobody gets one quote anymore. Right. And, and the other thing is, so I commented on this. I said because Blake had chimed in from California Deck, um, and so I said to Blake, I was like, I know for sure that that homeowner would have told their friends, been like. Man, we got a quote for this deck. It's $2,500. There's no way that that person said to their friend group that the deck was $2,500 and somebody in that circle of friends didn't tell them that it was off. Unless they were all hush-hush because they knew. (laughs) Right? They're shitty people. (laughs) Quite possible. Right? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. But I'd be like, for me, I don't think it is actually a tough one. I think I'd go back and be like, here's your money. I, like, well, I can't. I'm maybe, sorry, I maybe can't. Maybe the decision isn't tough. Like, yeah. maybe that's an easy decision. But the scenario is tough. It's like, oh, boy, that's... They're going to leave a bad review. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's the problem is that they can ding in no matter what on the reviews. Like I said, Adam Drovo was in there and, and had mentioned that about a review. And I was just like, yeah, bad reviews aren't the worst thing. I was like, it's how you reply to the bad review, right? And it's like, sometimes those help because it just shows you're human. You make mistakes, have a good explanation and explain how you tried to deal with the situation and it is what it is. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Have you ever had anything like that, Scott? Not that specific, but like made a big mistake and you had to like take it on the chin for a customer? Other than marriage? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've, I've done that too. <laughs> Cost you more than twenty two thousand five hundred dollars. I bet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm still hemorrhaging. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> but is there anything that comes to mind, like a project yeah. that you like misquoted or, like, like egregiously misquoted, like quoted at a treated um, You're doing steel. I wouldn't say there was anything that was. egregiously misquoted i think the biggest thing for me is i we had a we had a project that i just i had stuff that i should have i should have put as change orders and didn't Mm -hmm. and it just it kept stacking up and kept stacking up and kept stacking up yeah and then it just yeah yeah, you know seventeen thousand what yeah yeah so it was like yeah you know it ends up being two weeks of work that I basically ate because I didn't properly quoted. Out so, yeah, that was, yeah. That, that was, that was probably the worst one. You got a big one, Shane? You got one that you blew? Uh, 
no, I was I asked that question. I was trying to think, did I ever have uh, like a big so miss? But I don't recall it. Back any. in the day when I was installing kitchens, <clears throat> I did an entire kitchen in the wrong color. Oh yeah. It was like like I think it ended up costing me twenty some grand. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Like they the homeowners, we so we tore the kitchen out the day before cabinets get delivered at like eight o'clock in the morning and I was there and I had a helper and the first day is much like the first day of doing kitchens is like the same as the first day of framing it's just like lots of stuff happens so the whole kitchen was in all the boxes were in all the island was assembled and then the next day was like trim and fillers and crown and handles right and it's like all the slow tedious stuff but like every box was installed and the homeowners came home at 4.30 and they're just like, man, this looks so good. And they're like walking around and they're looking at it and it's like darker than we thought. Turn the lights on and the cabinets were black and they were supposed to be like a really dark brown. And they're just like, this is the wrong color. And I was like, no, it's not. And they're like, it absolutely is. Like it's, it's the wrong color. It's supposed to be whatever, walnut or something. And I was like, huh, wow. Um yeah. I'm really sorry. You're going to be without a kitchen for six weeks because we have to order them in again. And like, I'm not coming back here tomorrow. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, I'll send somebody else to take the kitchen apart, but like, we'll try to resell it, whatever. But I'm out. I got to go. <laughs> they were like, this is crappy. And I was like, fee up for all of us. So so whose mistake was it? Yours or the, or the cabinet place? Or? It was the cabinet place's mistake. Because on my paper, I had it written down as the right one. On the homeowner's paper, it was written down as a... Uh, sorry, I had it written as the right color. The homeowners had it written as the right color. And the cabinet place had it as the wrong color. But they, like... They were not... Not like, it. Not it. He's your customer. And I was like, yeah, but you ordered the product. And so, yeah, we ended up uh, we ended up sharing the cost on that one. Ouch. Bad. Bad news bears. So... Yeah, that's one. Every like every single time I see that guy, he's like, "That's the best kitchen." Like I really like it, and you did the right thing, and you know, like, but I hated every moment of that. Like, I, yeah. I actually when I see him, I'm still just like, oh, "God, I hate that." Yeah, I hate that situation. <laughs> I don't hate the guy. Yeah. So, anyways, okay, well, okay, should we get like what do we? The reason we forty minutes in. Yeah, let's get to the topic. <laughs> The reason we <laughs> started talking again about doing another episode. Well, why don't you lead this in, Wade? You're more familiar with this request than I am. Yeah, so it was on August 1st, 2023 at 6.17 p.m. No, I don't know what time it was. But it was, Scott, you had posted in the Elite Deck Builder like Facebook page uh, some frustrations with the industry. And... I read that and it was just like, like you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. And so I was like, I phoned you and I said, Scott, do you want to do, do you want to do this on a podcast? Cause I feel the same way. What used to happen, <clears throat> and this was probably three years ago or four years ago, who knows when it really was. Um, it was before influencers and before people were getting paid to like promote products and paid to like install boards or getting product for free or whatever. It used to be this brotherhood of people that would come together 
once or twice a year, we would share ideas, we would share stories, we would try really hard to build each other up and make the entire industry a better place to be. And that was one of the things I absolutely loved about Deck Expo and and IBS and when we would go to these shows. And slowly over the last few years, that's deteriorated because people are like paying people to say that this board is good and and or giving them product. And then as a contractor who's getting sponsored by these dealers or these or these manufacturers, now all of a sudden you're like, you're accountable to their schedule. So you go to these events, you go to Deck Expo and it's like you, you have to attend a dinner and you have to attend the booth and you got to work a certain amount of time there. And it's like, and then you also by default kind of walk around and shit talk all the other products. And it's like, well, that's no good. Like that, that's not the, that's not us being our best selves. And so you posted about this and I was just like, yes, man, like that's it. You're right. That's I want to talk about this louder with more people. Right. And so, uh, so right. I called you and was like, let's be on the podcast. And you said yes. And then it took us 29 days to line that up. And here we are. So and here we are. Not much 29 days said. and 40 something minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so let's go on about that. What triggered that post, Scott? What, what happened? What's uh, Just, man, like, I don't, I don't, how do you put that correctly? Um, like so I guess going back to, it's to, already on the internet. You don't have to put it any differently. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I think some of it is that, um, you know, between going back to like when I was first on with you guys and then through the last, I don't know, couple of years or whatever, you know, I've been super lucky to have, um, you know, made a little bit of a name for myself, but also, you know, really expanded my contacts and reach within the industry. And it's, it's kind of been a, blessing and a curse because you know i i get to see behind the curtain for lack of a little better analogy and uh you know sometimes what you see behind the curtain is is not all that great so um you know the i think the big frustration is going back to um you know the manufacturers that we talked about earlier um, specifically like Fortress and Newcastle and Owens Corning. And, you know, I talked to all of those guys and I, I would consider all, all of those guys friends. And, you know, I, I, I get them alone or you get them sort of off record or whatever. And they're, they're, being I don't I don't know I don't want to say bullied but it's they're having guys go to them and it's it's a certain group of guys or individuals or whoever who will be championing the industry and the brotherhood and all of this on social media and then they're going to the manufacturers behind the scenes and it's a constant leveraging of, you know, 
well, Holmes Corning will give me this, so what will you give me? And then, oh, well, now Newcastle will give me this, so what will Fortress give me? And right. So this, just, this ties back just, to the thing that Shane was talking about with Costco, right? And it's just like, don't abuse this. Like if, if Owens Corning offers to like, whatever, pay for your flights to get down. So you talk about something or they pay for you to like have a podcast and feature their product. If, like if that's what happens, it's like, okay, we'll take that little bit of stuff. Cause that's an acknowledgement for your work and, and your value and your worth. But then to like, Absolutely. Move that around and leverage other people is like, well, now you're abusing it. And if you continue to do that, the shit's going to go away. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> nobody's going to like, <laughs> right? Like they're not going to. Did you do that on purpose? No. <laughs> so you said abuse it and then it's going to go away. Oh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> right. See? Right. I know. Uh, you're going to lose it. I lose it. Lose you're going to lose it. it. <laughs> so anyways, I just, like, I don't, I don't love that guys are doing that. I appreciate that people think that they're valuable and that they have followers and and maybe there's yeah. maybe there's some money that should be made in that, but I don't where no, I, I absolutely think there I think there is. I I I mean <clears throat> we're talking about, you know, hardworking happy hour and like I talked to I I was talking to Collins Group about it the other day and it's like I know how hard it is and how much work he's putting into his social media presence and his content. Like it's crazy. And there should be some value to that. But I, I think Sean is one of the guys that like, I would say I appreciate because he's, you know, you know that he has some, you know, he has some sponsor deals, but his, he's using the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. And he's using, you know, he'll use, he'll use it in different ways, but he's not, you know, he's not putting on three different deck brands a year. He's putting on one deck brand a year. He's not using everyone to like pitting them against each other to leverage a better deal from somebody more loyal to the agreements he has. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. And he, and he also does it in such a way that he's not like arrogant or flaunting it either. Right. He's like, I use decorators because that's the board I, I like, and that's the board that I I'm want to use. Oh. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? He's not like right. he was using decorators before there was ever really probably sponsorship or, or dollars being directed towards him to use that board. He legit likes the board. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like, I, yeah. he seems a lot more authentic than so, some people do. I'm going to I was going to say that's that's the thing I I it's the authenticity I think. Yeah. The vibe I got from that post too and I like I haven't gone back and read it again but I the vibe I got was that it was more just disappointment that it's hard to get people together in the same room again because everybody's being pulled in different directions because the vendors have really kind of stepped into the middle of that community and disrupted it really. But and so I I yep. agree with that because it used, like Wade said, it used to be you go to Deck Expo, you hang out with everybody and everybody kind of like flows to one place and everybody's going to this place, everybody's going to that place and you were all t- kind of together. And I know that even the last, you know, even last uh, in Vegas there in November, I know it was like it was almost impossible to hang out with anybody outside the show 
because it was like, this guy's going to the decorators thing and this guy's going to the fortress thing and this guy's going to the timber tech thing. And then it was like, even when you invited some people, it's like, oh no, I charge, like, I'm not going unless they pay me to go to supper. It's like, what? (laughs) I won't say who, but that came out of somebody's mouth too. It was like, unless they're going to pay me five grand to come for supper. And then in the same breath or moments later, it was like, I'm not sure why I don't get invited to to supper. It's like, because you... Because you want to charge that. Because your head's up your go, ass. Go and just like chill for a minute and go for a nice supper and thank them for paying the $200 bill. Like that's all it needs to be. It doesn't need to be sell, sell, sell 24-7. Like go for dinner and visit with some right. people. But anyway, so it has been corrupted yeah. a little bit, I think. And there's a there's a saying or a phrase that's pretty common in the marketing world that marketers ruin everything. And it's 100% <laughs> true. And that's exactly what's happened to this little like niche community that we have here right now. Because... And the reason for that thing is like, if you look back, like email used to be a really useful tool. And now it's just like people, what's email to you? It's like 98% spam because marketers realize that people, right. people read email and they really like email. Yeah. So they're going to screw that up for you. Yeah. And text like, message. And texting now is really right. good. And marketers like, or, oh, hold on. Or at least we, we used to like email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now we don't because marketers ruined it. And it's like, yeah. it's going to happen with text yeah. messaging now because now the big push is like, oh, well, nobody opens email anymore because marketers ruined it. Yeah. And now it's like, now marketers like, hey, 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 98% of people open their SMS though, hit it. And in a couple of years from now, <laughs> right. people are going to be like, SMS sucks. I get so much spam to my, so that's what's ha- and that's what's happened with the community is we, all of a sudden we had this great group of primarily social media influencers, really. It was like the people that were big on social media is the ones who went to these events to hang out together. So it was like, yeah. there was a following in this group. But we caused so this slowly, on our own. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, it's 100% everybody's complicit a little bit. Yeah. But slowly, the marketers started to realize, like, whoa, like, you know, this this guy goes down and hangs out with all these other people. He's got some influence. We should, like, nab him. And then all of a sudden, the other company's like, well, we should nab this guy then. And then all of a sudden, we should nab this guy. And all of a sudden, everybody's under these agreements. Yeah. And for marketing yeah. for, like everybody's buying the influence and now that's ruined that authentic community that was there yeah because everybody has some sort of false allegiance to somebody because of money yep <clears throat> marketers ruin yep. everything yeah it's too bad <laughs> and so what you were trying or suggesting was that it would be nice if we could just get a panel of people together to just like openly converse about the industry and the, which is a, the irony is some of the replies were from vendors who said like, yeah, I'd sponsor that. I'd sponsor that. <laughs> Shut like, up. Did you, not, did you not read the first post? <laughs> yeah. Uh, attend. Right. Please attend. Show up if you're a, if you're a manufacturer, <laughs> but don't sponsor it because that's what, that's what's wrecking it all. Right. That's what's making it. That's what's making it so biased and so like, yeah, right, yeah. That's what it makes it now. Well, yeah. and my, you know, my problem, I, you know, the other frustration with that, I guess, the post is, is that we're not like you guys are saying. Like you're, you feel whether you're sponsored or not, you you feel a certain obligation or you know a duty to a, a manufacturer right like yeah and you know i'm totally guilty of that like i have a great you know i have a great relationship with direct with decorators everybody knows anybody who knows me knows that that's what i use yeah yep. but i'm not 
like, I don't, I don't have a financial tie to them, but I feel obligated to attend decorators events at like deck expo. But then that's magnified. Like these guys that do have sponsorship deals, like, and you know, again, more power to them. Like that's great. But my personal thing is that we're not, we can't drive the industry forward when like guys aren't guys can't go out and like openly talk about how to make products better because they don't want to screw up their sponsorship deals. Right. And that would be the problem with even as innocent as it may be, if this event did happen and let's say there was a sponsor that decided to jump on board, but was like, no, no, I'll keep my hat. I'll keep, I won't even go. I'm just going to help pay for it. And so all of a sudden the event is like, yeah. whatever, the, the great deck builders communities, blah, 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 sponsored by whatever, Trex, let's say. I think it should be Even sponsored if they by stayed a hot tub company. out of it, the guys who are on TimberTech's payroll would be like getting kind of like side-eyed by their TimberTech people if they were going to go to an event that was sponsored by, sponsored by Trex. So even if you tried to innocently do it, it would still not really work. Yeah. The purity of it would just, it, it's impossible yeah. to happen. And... Correct. To be honest, that like somebody has to pay for it. Like you can't just go to, like you just can't go to Vegas and get a room in like a hall in the convention center and just like have a room with tables and chairs and and a panel. But to you wouldn't discuss. have to. You could just be like, we're all going to go to this certain restaurant, or we're all going to go to this certain what? bar, or right. we're all going to meet up at the expo. Like, just it doesn't need to be sponsored free event. If you actually care about going there and like, and 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 collaborating with other people, it's okay if you have a drink tab at the end of the night. Uh, like, I know that nobody wants to pay their own drinks when they go somewhere anymore because vendors are so willing to, but it's like if we're talking about getting back to the roots of this thing, it's like, well... Then go pay for your own drinks. You used to, you used to pay for your own tab. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that 100 bucks is right. going Well, I mean, Wade, Wade and I had this talk the other day when he called, and it was like, you know, part of me in that post, part of me feels like I may have overstepped because... I, like I told Wade, just because I'm willing to volunteer my time doesn't give me the right to expect other people to do the same. Right. And there's nothing saying you couldn't charge a fee for it either. Like if you did want to actually formally go somewhere or whatever that had a bit of a fee to it, it's like if you want to come, it's 50 bucks. You pay your own 50 bucks you or pay, something. You pay your own $50, right? Yeah. And it's like just for transparency, right. you put the room rental fee on a board on the wall and be like, room rental fee for this was was this much. Yep. And as people come in, it gets cheaper or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, just, like, I, just I, think think, I think it would benefit everybody if it was just, if there could be that, you know, true, true sense of, I don't know just openness about what's going on as a whole in the industry. Yeah. And so I know in that, in that thread too, people were commenting, it was like, this is exactly what Nadra is for. Right. This is what I was Nadra just going to comment on that. I was just going to be like, well, maybe the only person that can put it on is Nadra. But do you, but then like, so how do you feel about that, Scott? Because like, obviously Nadra is incredibly sponsored too. So it's like, even by proxy, is it still, I think that works. Like secondary Correct. sponsorship works, I think. It's okay that the industry, like it's okay that it, the money funnels. Like if it went from Owens and Fortress and Trex and Timber Tech into NADRA and then out, that's okay. It's a NADRA event. 
It's not a manufacturer's event. Yeah. And so like, it's all being laundered. It's all whatever. Laundered at Nadra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I how do think, you think Pops has I, got such I good think... teeth, man? That's exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I think, I think some of that too is I, 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 I think that would be a great thing for Nadra to be able to do is to be able to, to have an event like that. But I, I, I don't know. Like I, like you guys said, they, there's a ton of corporate sponsorship for Nadra too. So, have you had? You know, are they going to be? Real? Have you had any discussions with had? anybody since that post? Like when you made that post, and there's a lot of people who are supportive of the idea. Did anybody reach out? Like did Nadra reach out to you and be like, "Let's do this"? What what's what exactly in your mind is um, preventing this from happening? I I got a. I got a very nice message from Pop shortly thereafter, which, to be honest, I I just got back to him on because I was processing a lot of things on it. Okay. Um, I did hear from quite a few um, other builders who were like, "Yeah, I think that's a great idea." So I think there's I think there's some room to do it. I think I think there's guys who still want to you know, have a real community and a real brotherhood. And so I, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't say that all hope is lost. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seemed like the, like, you know, in a way it seemed like, I'm gonna have to go back and read this whole thread again, but in a way it seemed like the point was being missed by so many too. Cause a lot of the people that were applying, offering to help were, it's just contributing to the problem. Yes. Like I know at, at one point I don't want to, yeah. I'm not calling anybody out here, but, but just to mention like Chris Breen had mentioned, like we got something in the works, but it's like, that's great too. But at the end of the day, we know that Chris has a business now and his customers are deck builders. It's like, there's no way for legacy decks or legacy Academy to put on an event for deck builders. That's going to be completely removed from what we're talking about either. Yes. Like sure. It's not a deck board manufacturer, yeah. but it's, it's the same thing. It's it, like, he does it as a business. He's yeah. like, his whole thing is set up to be profitable for him. Yeah. So it's so. great. Like, it's great that he's doing these events and that's, that's cool that we, that there's that opportunity. That's all great, but it's not checking off the box that you're looking for, which is an unsponsored, authentic gathering of people who want to be there for no other reason other than to communicate, right. like to communicate and collaborate. And that's it. No ulterior motives, right. no hoping to like put right. somebody into a lead pipeline. No, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like. Nothing but well, shit. not even that. Like, like you know, Chris's thing is about making, you know, making both individuals and both both the individual and their business better. And he's, you know, he's very passionate about it. He's, he's I believe, he's very good at it. Yeah. And my whole thing is about making the in. My my thing is like, let's make. I want to do something that's about making the industry better. Right. Yeah. I think you know, and I, like I said, I think, I think you need to, I, and that's, I guess that was my thing with like the manufacturers is like, don't sponsor it. Put, put the best guys in the country together in one room and let them have an honest discussion about what's good and what's bad with what they're using and then learn from it. 
Yes. Uh, and let's, you know, let's get, let, let the guys that are out there innovating and, and, you know, the guys that you're using for your marketing materials, like they have ideas and they have, and there's certainly, you know, no one product serves everybody's needs. Yeah. But let the guys that are, let the best guys in the country talk about what's good and what's bad. And if you're a manufacturer, just shut up and listen. And maybe you can take something back that's going to make your product better. Yeah. yeah. What's ultimately going to happen, though, is people are going to have hurt feelings, right? And nobody likes hurt feelings. Like, you're going to get in that room, and somebody is going to come out of there as the worst deck board, right? Like, you're going to have a whole room of people that are using multiple boards, and they're using them in, in multiple different ways. And ultimately, there's going to be one board that people are like, this is no good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Nobody There's ever a consensus on anything. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if that's true because I mean, look at, look at the, like we talked about, look at the camps that are set up where, you know, there's certain guys that no matter what, you're not going to sway them that what they're using is the, is the best. Oh man, I would have never agreed to that statement until I saw Johnny Huck move, and now I know anyone can move because he was like pro treks and now right. he's as far he's as far away from treks as anybody could ever be <laughs> right but but even then like if you're convinced if you're convinced what you're using be it treks timber tech raiders moisture shield whatever like every manufacturer out there has room to do something better yes so let the guys that let the guys that use the stuff are trying to push the industry have a have a voice where they're not going to be punished and take some of that knowledge to make everybody's product better and that's what I'm talking about yeah and so I like the I was gonna say unfortunate news but I don't know that it's unfortunate it's just the reality of it if it's something you want to do it's gonna be like you're gonna have to do it we can't expect uh other people to step up and make that happen, but then get nothing out of it. It's not their baby that they're looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can put that out there and complain that nobody's doing it, but it's like, well then do it. Like if we want this to really happen, then it's gotta be Scott, Shane and Wade to do it. Yep. We can't be like, this is, this is crappy that nobody does something like this. And then everybody's like, yeah, it sucks. It's like, well then if you want it to be organic, it's going to have to be organic people putting in their own time to make it happen. Right. Rather than expecting others to do it for us because as soon as you do that right. somebody else and I think that's kind of that's it. kind of what I was going back to is that you know I I can't all I can I guess I feel like all I can do is say like I this is my frustration I would like to do this who you know who wants to join who's in yeah like I can't I you know I I can't if, if some guy can command $2,500 to go to dinner it's not my you know, no, yeah. it's not my place to tell him to not do that. So you can come hang out with me for free and talk shop. Yeah. And you, the, the problem again that you've already <laughs> identified is that we can decide that we're going to do this and we can get a few people on board and say like, okay, um, you know, we don't want to force people into a separate trip for this. So let's do it around an event where everybody's gonna be around anyway and do it at Jack Expo. But then you run back into the machine where it's like, well, we can't do it Thursday night because TimberTech's doing their thing Thursday night and you're going to miss 20% of people to that and Decker's doing their thing Wednesday night so you're going to miss a bunch of people to that. 
So once again, everybody's torn in different directions because of these corporate sponsorships, even if our event isn't sponsored, it's still impacted by everything else going on. So it's, Correct. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is. Unless you were to do it on like the day after the show and you, you plan it early enough that people can plan to stay an extra day or come in an extra day early or something, right? And be yeah. like, we're going to do this thing for whatever, three hours on. Or, I mean, I mean, we've all, we've all been there. There's like, nobody spends the entire day. Nobody, nobody walks the entire show for the entire day, multiple days. So. And then the vendors are all busy at the booths. I like where your head's at here. <laughs> could be during the day. Yeah, I mean, really, you could, especially yeah. at Dak Expo. Like, shit, you can see that whole show in about two hours. Yeah, unless you care about the hot tubs right. in the pool. So you just, you just, yeah, yeah, you just disappear for a, a lunch somewhere, or you know. And I think going back to like Nadra, one of the, I think Pops made a comment about that they have a room, and like, I don't. I don't know if they do. I know they had like a common area for everybody last year, sort of right there at the front, but I don't know if there's an actual like separate conference room that they maintain. Yeah. But you know, if there is, that would be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. It's like, as or I... even, even if it's just an open invite where it's like, okay, look, man, we're going to go to whatever restaurant, by the convention center at eight o'clock for breakfast. That, and it's yeah, because yeah, feel you like- got to pay your own way because the, the, there is no the the corporate people aren't allowed. Yeah, so I, I I like that idea more because I think the idea of just putting us into a stale room and forcing it to happen, it's like all right, everybody at two o'clock and you walk in this room and everybody's standing around waiting, and be like, well, who's running this show? What do we? What's the sudden, agenda? So yeah, that's, there's I'm an agenda sitting, needs to happen, right? I'm sitting here being like, well, how does this all get kicked right, off? How exactly. does it start? What this, what we're all missing is sitting around a, a table with 20 dudes eating wings, having a few beers and letting it organically happen. Yep. That's all this right. needs to be. Mm-hmm. And maybe, right. you know what? Maybe, well, maybe we need to stop worrying about how many people are going to be there and just do it and be like the ones that care enough to be there will so there's is the input that matters. I was thinking that I was just like staring off as you guys were talking and I was like, it doesn't matter to me if everybody, if all these other guys go to their dinners, I want to be with people who want to be, I there. want to be with people who I want you to want me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that like, that's who you, that's who I want there. I want people that are, that are genuinely care about discussing openly different products and how they could make the world better and, and maybe an argument could be even be made that if somebody is like, I can't be there because I have these other commitments with whatever. Yeah. Well, maybe that's good. Maybe their head is not in the right place for what we're trying to do anyway. Correct. You've already got a bias that you're not going to be able to think around. Yep. So I don't know. Yep. Like. No, I think you're. I think you're spot on. I I know. You know, Leif or Cass made that comment on that thread about that he's what he's looking for is like sort of what you said, but he was like, I'm looking, I, I like the idea of like a campfire thing where it's oh, just, yeah. you're just there, you know, you're just there with the guys whose company you enjoy and you're talking about whatever. We should go on a helicopter hog hunt and then have a campfire out in the desert. <laughs> Pay your own way. So, right. Like, like we, we can just we do can this. kind of work at this. 
Why can't like, we? Why don't we just say, why don't we just pick a night? Who cares? Don't even, don't even get 30 guys in a chat and pull like what night works best. Let's just say, let's just pick a night and be like, whatever, Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday night, we're going to go to wherever. Doesn't pick, matter. Yep. Dick's Last Resort. <laughs> whatever that's, it is. That's a fun place. We're going to go there. Whoever Ready? wants to join us, we're going to go there and like do some old school, just like hanging out, chatting, talking about like talking shop. Yeah. Whoever wants to join us, join us. Yeah. And if it ends up just being Scott, yep. Shane, and Wade, fine. That's okay. Levi would probably come for a bit. But maybe Levi. it ends up being 20. Maybe Haney it ends up being 20. Haney Haney will come. Yeah. Haney will be there. <laughs> yeah. Haney will be there. Kevin will be there. Yeah. And that's the, like, that's the group I want. Right. The guys that are just around just, right. to, just to chat. I, Look at us. We're just solving problems. Oh, solving I, the world's problems. Yeah. I don't think we are. But That's what well, you know we should do is figure out if we could rent that cigar bar we all went to. Oh, yeah. Sat outside by those. Like those, Yep, that was a really good spot. How many would you like to reserve for? I don't know. Good? Three to 45. Well, you can't. No, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know who's going to show up. But anyway, it's not like well, there's a I, shortage that's what of, I, that's of what I think. Right. I think you're onto it there, though. We just, that's what it is. You just say, all right, here's the time, here's the place. You know, FYI, it's, you got to pay your own way because this is not, this is about friends getting together, not, not the quote unquote friends getting together. Yeah. And, and it doesn't even have to be shopped the whole time. Like I would right. yeah, just talk about anything. Like we talk about. Well, that's, that's part of strengthening the industry though. Right. Yeah. Is that we're investing in, we're investing in each other as people. Yep. And you know what, if this thing started to pick up some heat where it's like, there's a bunch of guys going all of a sudden, some people would start to weigh their options a little bit. It'd be like, well, they were going to go to this, this vendor event that they had planned. But like, geez, I really don't want to miss out on just like hanging out with, the industry people too. And, we could and do it right like, on Fremont Street. We could do a pub crawl on Fremont Street. Whatever, like, right? Mm. So there's no shortages of places to start do at that. the like, yeah. Place start at the one end and yep. make your way to the other. And some people can ride the zip line to get to the last bar, and some people. Well, walk. maybe we should take this offline, Scott, and we can kind of figure out because if we get in early enough too, maybe if the vendors see that something's picking up heat too, then we can get a sponsor for it. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's I'm what kidding. it's all about, right? <laughs> well, maybe they just sponsor us. But no, I mean, maybe so. they if, if you're early enough and they see something happening, they plan around it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like all of a sudden there's 30, 40 guys that they would like to have at their things too. And they're like, oh, but that, that whole organic thing's happening Tuesday night. So maybe we should do ours a different night. We might be too late to have that happen now. We're heading into September and it's in a couple months. I don't know. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not. Right. We might be able Two to put something out. together. So I don't know. None of the official announcements have come out yet, I don't think. so. Right. Yeah. So we can disrupt that. Certainly we can. <laughs> yeah, and I think it like yeah. the intent is right behind that. So okay. Well my next my next okay. question on there was how do we fix it? But I think that's so done. Now we fixed Naturally it. Naturally went there. I was like, what's wrong with the industry? And then I was like, how do we fix it? And then well now we did. So why don't we why don't we take this offline? We'll start up a little Instagram group or yep. some sort of chat. The three leave, of us for now, yeah, as like, guys show interest. Leave me out of the chat because they're just so busy. Add, you can silence it. <laughs> add people in, right? Yeah. And if somebody's listening to this podcast and is like, that sounds like it, that's because there's so many guys too who are like, 
they want to go to Deck Expo to meet people. Like people haven't been there before. You see those posts every once in a while. I was like, like I saw a post recently and somebody was talking about Deck Expo in one of these Facebook groups. And there's a couple of guys that were like, wait, there's a, like there's like a whole expo just for deck guys? Like they didn't even know about the expo yet, but right. they were deck builders. There's like they yeah. were living in a hole. And so they are wanting to come there and potentially meet certain people or be like get into the community a little bit, right? But if they're but if it's it's yep. hard when it's like, oh, I'm gonna go there, I want to meet all these people, and then they show up there and they don't have allegiances to anybody yet. So they're just like standing around and be like, What's going on tonight, guys? Oh, we're going to decorators, we're going to tracks, we're going to timber tag, we're going to fortress. And it's like, oh, oh okay, we're gonna go to like we're just gonna hang out by ourselves. And they don't actually get to do what they came there to do, yeah, which was to mingle with all the people they've been following. Yep. Yeah. We right. so Shane and I actually like for I don't know. The last few years we've gone to events and we've taken podcast equipment and we've done all these like we've done events where we ha- like had to be at things and we just recently went down to IBS and we didn't take anything. It was like it was sweet. <laughs> it was so good to just like not have to be on a schedule, not have to be somewhere at a certain time. And I've always been hesitant to commit to things that were invited to either too because I don't want to get tied in because of exactly what Scott's saying, like, I want to go down there and mingle with everybody. So I, I don't like to be like, oh, yeah, for sure we'll go for supper with so-and-so on Wednesday night. Because then it, like, what if something organic is happening and I want to go do that instead? But the problem is that it's, it hasn't it's, been. It the hasn't organic been. part hasn't been happening. Yeah. So I'm, like, continuing to right. not commit to things, waiting for that organic thing to happen that just doesn't happen. Yeah. So then you're just kind of, like, left floating. And I'm on the other end. I'm, like, I'm committing to, like, one night, what like, whatever, we get an invite from Trex to go shoot guns and it's like, okay, then yeah. let's go shoot guns and you hang out with a bunch of guys from Trex and some of the installers that do that and you get to visit with those guys and then and then it's drinks with decorators and then it's like, you know, a, a, I forget what Timber Tech did. They had a studio right. or something, right? And we ended up at like a Timber Tech event and we visited with those guys and, you know, so I find myself kind of trying to go to each of them because I... I genuinely want to talk to everyone in the industry. That's why, like, that's why we started doing what we're doing. Yeah. And yeah. So now instead of being like, well, I'll just wait for it to organically happen. I was just putting myself into all those events. I was like, go here, go here, go here. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. And some of the most fun nights are when we were like on the patio and it was like, whatever, there was five or six of us sitting around drinking scotch, smoking cigars, just chatting, Yeah, you know? They're like doing hat swaps, trade, <laughs> just, yep. yeah, totally. Just having a blast, man. Right. So. Okay. Well, uh, good. The homework from this is Shane and Scott will plan it then. Nope. No, <laughs> I got too much shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but we'll, we'll poke around. Let's find something to do. I think that'd be a good event. And the only people that are actually going to do this is ones that give a shit about it. And so that turns out it's us. So let's do it. Yeah, the three yeah. of us, right? Just the three of us. Yeah. There's more than just us that cares, that's for sure. 100%. But, like, everybody's busy. Nobody And, and nobody's going to feel like they're in a position where they should step forward and try to run something anyway. Like, not many people are comfortable organizing things. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. Like, right. I, I certainly have no problem with it. So we'll just we'll just let it organically happen. We'll start the group and we'll just see where it goes. Yeah, could be even top golf. You have an event to do, you know. Maybe. You know, like get some stuff to, like some stuff to do, and it's a big enough space, you know. 
you just go to Top Golf and yep. people can come and go at their leisure. Yep. It's like show up, have a few drinks, hit the balls, leave. Yeah. So. Then who's going to pay the bill, Wade? Uh, You're going to get stuck with the bill at the end. That's the vendors. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Scott, was there anything else you wanted to chat about before we hang this up? I think we're good, man. Anything? Nothing else bugging you? It's not leading. It was just nah. like, just, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I think we're good. Okay. Sounds like there's things there he wants to say for another day. He's like, I know we're already over the hour. I'm going to get so onto this podcast we'll again. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. We're not We're not doing a two-episode or so. No. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're good for now. Sounds good, man. Okay, well, we're going to see you in November for sure. I don't even know the dates yet. We start looking yep. at booking hotels and stuff. But, um, but if anybody's listening to this and wants more information or to be kept in the loop with whatever might come from this, whatever little organic meetup is going to come from this, um, then just shoot like shoot the ultimate deck shop message or precision construction, one of us, and we'll get you joined into the group and like we'll just see where it goes. Yep. So anyways, Perfect. that's uh that sounds like a heck of a plan, Scott. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it, buddy. Take care. Hey, thank you for listening to the yep. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening. <laughs>